0: Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Sally A. from South Jersey, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Tuesday, January 26, 2016. Today we are reading from the AA big book, and we will begin reading on the top of page 25 with the paragraph that begins, There is a Solution. We'll be reading two paragraphs and sharing on the second one. Today's readers are, for the 12 Steps, Diane G., the 12 Traditions, Nancy T., and our readers of the text will be Carolyn F. H., Deb W., and Martha Z. The reference number for Monday, January 25, 2016, is 8406. The OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who still suffers at a vision for you big book study our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of overeaters anonymous I will now ask Diane G to read the 12 steps Diane
1: Good morning everyone this is Diane G from New Hampshire A recovered, not cured, compulsive overeater. Twelve steps, number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps. We try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, Sally, and I pass.
0: Thank you, Diane G. I
1: will now ask Nancy T. to read the 12 traditions. Good morning, Sally. Good morning, everyone. This is Nancy T. I'm a grateful, recovered covered, compulsive overeater, from Vermont, the 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon only unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one of ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself. In our group conscience, our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for your service, and thank you for letting me serve.
2: Thank you, Nancy T.
0: How our meeting works? In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today we will resume our study of the AA Big Book on page 25, beginning with the paragraph, There is a Solution. Please read two paragraphs ending with, Which We Could Never Do For Ourselves. The first paragraph is for context only, and please comment on the second paragraph. I will now ask Carolyn S.H. To begin reading,
3: hi, thank you, Sally. Good morning. Um, am I unmuted? You are unmuted. Thank you. Good morning, visionary. It's Carolyn S.H. from Massachusetts.
0: There is a solution.
3: Almost none of us liked the self searching, the leveling of our pride, the confession of shortcomings, which the process requires for its successful consummation. But we saw that it really worked in others and we had come to believe in the hopelessness and futility of life as we had been living it. When, therefore, we were approached by those in whom the problem had been solved, there was nothing left for us but to pick up the simple kit of spiritual tools laid at our feet. We have found much of heaven and we have been rocketed into a fourth dimension of existence of which we had not even dreamed. The great fact is just this, and nothing less, that we have had deep and effective spiritual experiences which have revolutionized our whole attitude toward life, toward our fellows, and toward God's universe. The central fact of our lives today is the absolute certainty that our creator has entered into our hearts and lives in a way which is indeed miraculous. He has commenced to accomplish those things for us which we could never do by ourselves. Um, I am so touched that I got to read this paragraph because it has great meaning for me. It has all sorts of highlights and circles in it. Um, And I want to start by pointing out that um, uh, there are three instances of the word fact. And, uh, well, certainty is a, a synonym of fact. Um, and Bill is saying, so the great fact is just this and nothing less. So he's calling this spiritual experience a fact. Um, and the asterisk there is referring to the Appendix 2, which I'm sure you're, most of you are aware of, and I really recommend um, reading that. I reread it this morning and it really adds clarity to this paragraph for me Um, and I believe the appendix was added in a later edition. I don't know the history of that, but the spiritual experience is, um, and the ideas in the appendix say that it's not necessary for it to be like a sudden change, that often it's of the educational variety Um, And for me, it's been a combination of um, sudden changes. And I can, like, count on one or two hands. There are times where I've had these kind of, like, really wonderful
4: experiences
3: of a rush of energy in me that feels really, really different. Um, And then, like, I'll go back to my old ways. And it's over time um, that... At the um, uh, In the next sentence, um, that my attitude, my whole attitude toward life, towards my fellows, and toward God's universe um, has been revolutionized. And I looked up revolutionized, and to bring about a radical change. Um, and I thought of, for example, a radical change in my life that I could not bring about by myself. Um, one is abstinence. Um, I've been abstinent since November 7, 2014, Um, and I had tried for decades um, to stop eating sugar, and I I could not, Um, and uh, it's really no doubt in my mind that it's not me doing that. Um, uh, Another example of something I couldn't do for myself is forgiveness of some of my family members, um, specifically my sister. Um, I really could not find an attitude of love for her, and I feel like I was just graced with it by my higher power through doing this work. Um, and uh, other examples are, like, basically my everyday life <laughs> um, and my business life, juggling everything that I juggle. I, If I try to do it myself, it is so difficult i cannot prioritize i cannot decide what to do but when i let go um god just like takes care of things um and another big example is the event of my mom's death um the way i behaved um i was later told by my siblings was just loving and gracious and um helpful um and one of my brothers even said i totally didn't expect you to do that i thought you were going to like Power in the corner and cry <laughs> and um, and if it had been up to me, I probably would have done that, but it was i really i I just love this paragraph, and I feel like i can't um I'm not sure I can do it justice i I so agree that it is an absolute fact that um that higher power lives in me in a way that um i I cannot bring about um and I think that's about time for
0: me. With that, I pass. Thank you. And who else would like to share on this second paragraph?
5: Nancy. R. Tina Basha, S. Okay. Melissa. Tina S. Chrissy. Cindy,
6: A- C. Suzanne R-C-H.
5: K. Suzanne K. From New Jersey. Jersey. G. Chrissy. Basha. I don't
7: know if you heard me. All right,
0: guys. All right, all right. Just <laughs> what I got. I got Nancy. I didn't get the last in The first initial of your last name. I heard Santa. I heard Larry. I heard Chrissy M. I heard Suzanne K. And I heard Sue G. Is there someone else? Melissa mm-hmm. H.
6: Tina, Tina S.
0: Tina S. I got you, Tina S. Okay. Okay. Let's go with those. I got Nancy, Santa S. Larry, then Chrissy M. Suzanne K, Suji, Melissa, and then Tina S. And let's go with those first. Nancy, go ahead. There was a Nancy, right?
2: <laughs> okay, maybe there wasn't a Nancy. Let's go with
8: Santa S. Santa? Thank you.
0: Good Hi, morning. this is Nancy. I
8: was trying to get unmuted. I was talking. I'm so sorry.
0: Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Santa, hold on a second. Go ahead, Nancy.
8: Yeah, I was just talking blabbering. I thought I was unmuted. Good morning. My name is Nancy. Ara. Go ahead,
2: Nancy. We can hear you. Okay. Nancy, we can't hear you. Nancy,
8: Aww.
7: yes, can you hear me now? okay, go
8: ahead well I' know what's happening with my phone this morning? I'm Nancy a grateful recover compulsive overeater, and uh this paragraph brings tears to my eyes um uh i, I was uh, my my father was a pastor, and uh we uh, every um every year they had revivals and uh they would talk about uh having uh spiritual experience and and the way they described it and was i I really could not accept it and um um the big book tells us that you know religion does have something as much other religions can offer us um, something and reading this this morning, it just you know i i couldn't i didn't understand it the way that they presented it, I never really understood it. But reading this, this you know, having studied the big book, and really coming and, and and growing into, uh, having had a spiritual awakening, uh, it took a long time for me. But basically, uh, those old people knew what they were talking about, because my my attitude, my whole attitude, has changed as a result of uh, the twelve steps. I never could get it in church. I tried. I wanted to have what they had. I wanted to be like them. But I couldn't. I, the way it was presented, I could never accept it. My intellect always got in the way. But today I, I have so much love and reverence and respect for them because they, they got it through uh, organized religion. I never could get it. Um, but today, I, I you know, I can t- I can attest that the Creator has entered into my heart, and I'm a different person. I don't turn to food anymore like I did for so many years. Today I do. I turn to uh, my higher power, whom I choose to call God. Today I have a relationship with this higher power, and I hear Him. There be through people. I hear God through people. I hear Him through the scriptures, and I can hear Him at uh, through the uh, uh, organized religion. Today I can hear God, but it took the program. Of the 12 steps for me to open up my heart and let the Creator come in. And for that, I'm eternally grateful. I have the freedom. I'm free today, something that I struggled for years to get. But today, I'm free. And for that, I'm grateful. Thank you for letting me share.
0: Thank you for sharing, Nancy. And Santa, it's your turn. Larry, you'll be up next. Thank
9: you. Good morning, everyone. Thank you. Good morning. So, can you hear me, Sally?
0: Santa, it's uh, not the greatest sound quality. Can you take us off
2: of your speaker?
9: Charlie, can you hear me? Can
0: you hear That's me better, better. now? I can hear you better. Go ahead, Thank Santa. You.
9: Thank you for your service and good morning, everyone. And I'm Vasa, grateful, recovering from. Oh, Vasa? Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, I'm so sorry. I thought it was Santa. Oh, okay. I'm sorry.
9: Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said Vasa because I did. Too. That's okay. Go ahead, Santa. Santa, are you there?
10: Yes, Sally. Thank you for your service. It wasn't me. It was Vasa. Right. It wasn't me.
0: There now I can hear. We can hear you much better. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Santa. <clears throat> thank you, Sally. Can you hear me, Sally? can you hear me? Is it Santa? No, this That's is Vasa. It. No, Vasa. It's Santa's turn. <laughs>
2: Sally? Can you hear yes. me? This is Santa H.
0: Take it away, Santa. We're all riveted.
10: <laughs> it wasn't me. It was Vasta at this time. Oh, it wasn't me. me.
0: I got it. I'm so sorry. Vasta, come back. It's your turn. Go ahead.
9: I am back.
0: <laughs> My
9: Thank mistake. you. Thank you, Sally, for your service. And I'm grateful recovered possible media calling from Florida. And this is just a beautiful paragraph right here. Yes, I had a religion, but I did not get it. Maybe other people got it in my church or my religion, but I did not get it till I came to Overeaters Anonymous. And I got, it, I got the spiritual experience right away when I did Step 1, 2, and 3, that I was ready to admit that I was powerless over the food, my life was unmanageable, and I made that the decision. I got on my knees the first night of my meeting, coming home. I went and I surrendered. I surrendered to my higher power, which I called God. And I said, God, I cannot do this. I humbled myself on my knees. And that was not like me. Believe me. you know I didn't pray that often. you know. And uh, I had asked God to forgive me for all the sins I had committed my whole life. And I did what I was told to do. And I did not expect anything. I received the whole I received this power that went through my body from the head to my toes and uh it was just amazing and I heard this small voice said something about forgiveness of myself and uh honesty and compassion for myself you know and that was my first spiritual experience, and I had many many after. The educational as I was going through the 12 steps, I didn't share much about my uh, spiritual experience because I was afraid people might. And uh, and then I started sharing when other people started talking about their own experiences. So it is by the grace of God I became abstinent that night, and I haven't picked up those uh, alcoholic foods in my food plan. And and God is doing for me what I couldn't do just the food with everything in my life gives me the power and the strength of courage thank you and i pass
0: thank you vasa and larry it's your turn chrissy and you'll be up next
11: good morning sally it's uh it's larry k recovered compulsive reader from chicago thanks for your service um okay so it uh it talks about in this paragraph you know that we've had Deep and effective spiritual experiences, and then we, we got the appendix that we can read, which which have revolutionized our whole attitude toward our life, toward our fellows, and towards God's universe. Um, yeah, you know, for me, the the uh, there's a lot of you know perhaps confusion and um, and different thoughts about about this notion of a spiritual awakening you know i mean of course we'll learn later that bill wilson spoke of having a sort of white light spiritual experience in town's hospital i i didn't have that there were no didn't hear any trumpets didn't see any angels along those lines um you know um no flash of white light for me um or a sudden you know kind of spectacular upheaval but I'll tell you what I did experience as the result of these steps as the result of these steps is I experienced a change you know a change in my whole outlook it might not have been sudden I mean who am I to say how sudden it was I just know that um, that over time there was an overwhelming sense of uh, uh, overwhelming God consciousness you know I was kind of restructured and and with that, I can tell you, for me, the other bit of evidence that I have is that um, I experienced, you know, that removal of that obsession. That obsession was lifted. It was eradicated. It was it was gone. And I can tell you, you know, since that time, a number of years ago, um, it hasn't returned since. What hasn't returned? That uh, That obsession of the mind that drove me back again and again and again, you know, um, uh, that gave way to me picking up. And then of course I triggered the allergy and so forth. So that hasn't come back. And, and, you know, I would argue that we have to remain in fit spiritual condition, not perfect spiritual condition. We're not saints after all, but there was this, this, this change that came about. And this change has been, um, has been spectacular. It, it allows me now to live my life, not only not into the food, but, Um, It has evolved over time to where my relationships are better. I'm a better father. I show up in life today. I'm not perfect, but um, this spiritual awakening has revolutionized the manner in which I live today. And it enables me to do things. I could not have done this for myself. I know that I did not do this for myself. It came as the result of working these steps. That's the only thing. I couldn't prove it to you, but I could tell you that most people that know me realize uh, the change, and they saw the change in me far before um, I, would, I saw it in myself. So thank God for this, uh, for this practical program of action. With that, I'll pass. Thanks.
0: Thanks, Larry. Chris Hiem, yeah, it's your turn, and Suzanne K,
2: you'll be up next.
12: Hi, hi, Sally. It's Chrissy. Can you hear me? I'm on my, uh, car, okay, my
0: car. Okay, take it away, Chrissy. I can hear you. Okay.
12: Hi, I'm Chrissy. I'm a recovered compulsive reader and anorexic, and I was I've never been so aggressive in trying to get on the line as I was this morning. I had to speak about this because I um had an experience with power, and that's what what we're trying to to have have happen for people that we guide. Through these steps, that's that's what we're offering here. This isn't this isn't um, just putting down the food and not having because that that in itself is a miracle. And not wanting to eat again is like overeat is an absolute miracle. And and I remember when I got that gift, that awakening. I was like, this is enough. I don't have to have any more. This is enough. But there was more. There was more. There was. Release from resentment. There was release from boredom. There was release from drudgery that I felt all my life. Depression. Um, there was a release of uh, of a power within myself that gave me hope and a feeling of connectedness and love and peace that I've never experienced before through any other means. So this is this is what it's about. This is this is where the payoff is the pay dirt. You know, we've talked about how much pain we have to go through to get here and how much work we have to do to invoke this experience, you know, and that's all true, but it's, it's, the payoff is ten times the effort we put in. And with that, I'll cast.
2: Thanks, Chrissy. And Suzanne, K. Okay, it's your turn.
5: Hi, thank you so much. It's Suzanne Kay from New Jersey, snowy, snowy New Jersey. Um, Yeah, I love, love, love this paragraph and this whole part of there is a solution um, where it says, almost none of us like the self-searching, the leveling of our pride, and the confession of shortcomings, which it says the process requires, it doesn't say we suggest it, it says it requires for us to be successful. Um, And then talking about the spiritual tools, the 12 steps. So for me, I'm thinking about, okay, honesty. Am I willing to be honest? Am I willing to level my pride because um, and confess my shortcomings? I mean, that to me... There's a lot of fear in that for me. Um, it's really asking me it says basically to the destruction of my of self and ego, and I have to be willing to look inward, to examine um, all the things that um, have blocked me from the, from uh, finding that sunlight of the spirit, and a lot of times I'm just not willing to do that. Because I'm very selfish, I'm self-centered, it's all about me. Uh, but for today, and if I keep coming to these meetings and listening, if I keep coming, I have willingness to change everything that I know. Um, and I'm coming to believe that there is a solution, working towards that spiritual experience. And I just want to thank everybody for your shares. And um, with that, I pass. Thank you. And Kim, you're up next. And Suji,
0: you'll be up next.
10: Good morning, Sally. Good morning, all. My name is Kim G, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from South Jersey. And we've had deep and effective spiritual experiences which have revolutionized our whole attitude towards life, towards our fellow, and towards God's universe. You know, we often talk about the newcomer being the most important person in the room, but, you know, I'm going to talk to people like me. I'm going to talk to people like me who've been around LA for decades, who are coming in again back from another relapse. And let me tell you, for 17 years, I did. I had deep spiritual experiences. Coming in and finding I had a disease was a deep spiritual experience. The fellowship, the love and the support and the fellowship is a deep spiritual experience. But I had to admit, if I was in relapse again, again and again, after 17 years what i was doing wasn't effective and someone asked me do you want just a deep spiritual experience or do you want a deep and effective spiritual experience and what is that going to require it's saying here i have to revolutionize i have to change everything i have to change my entire attitude towards life towards my fellow and towards god's universe and i really saw that the problem was i didn't change my whole everything I changed when I was in OA because you people loved me and understood me. I changed when I was in enough pain because I wanted to get out of the pain. But I would go out in the world and I would do whatever I wanted to do. And if things were going my way, screw OA, screw a higher power, screw these steps. So I had to understand if I wanted this, if I wanted an effective spiritual experience, there was some work to do. There were some requirements. And it was more than just attending Overeaters Anonymous meetings. You know, just because I go to the airport on a regular basis doesn't make me a pilot. Just because I attend Overeaters Anonymous doesn't mean that I'm going to have a spiritual experience. I need to put the work in. So for those of you who are like me, I want to let you know you don't need to settle for temporary respites in this fellowship. You don't need to settle for white knuckling your food one day at a time Just, you know, trying to go to bed at night with saying, oh, my God, I beat the food one more day. Let my whole department shout at you that there is a real answer. That after 17 years of OA, of coming in and working the fellowship and not working the program of recovery, and now working the program of recovery, I have experienced five years of freedom. Five years of an abstinence that is effortless because my effort is put into this program of recovery and working these steps as if my life depends on it because I understand from these pages that my life does. And with that, I pass.
0: Thanks, Kim. Suji, it's your turn. And Melissa, you'll be up next.
13: Sue? Hi, everybody. Suji from Michigan. Grateful to be here. Grateful for your service. Um, well, those are good chairs, um and hard, hard act to follow, too. Um, it's hard for me sometimes to put into words what happened to me as a result of the steps. And as Kim said, you know, it wasn't always effective, and that was what was missing. Um, I was brought up in the church with a loving Father and uh, loving God, Creator God, and I, I you know, I came into this program. You know, when I finally got into the big book, thinking, "Oh, this is a piece of cake" because I'm already, you know, I already have my higher power, I already have a loving uh, God, and but it wasn't enough. I, I did have to be um, thrown into the fourth dimension per se. Um, it it just it's hard, it's hard for me to put into words, but it wasn't enough what I had, even though I was living. Um, and had the deep belief I didn't have the understanding of why I picked up. I didn't have the understanding of of how it was how it was possible and what to do. Um, people took me through the steps and never explained how to do steps ten and eleven. Oh, I sponsored. Oh, yeah, I sponsored. Okay, but I didn't do it. Okay. I sponsored the way I was sponsored, and uh, it wasn't enough. But um, when all of a sudden the program clicked, when um, doctor's opinion clicked, when steps 10 and 11 clicked for me, it was like a light bulb went off and said that's what I've been missing all these years. I did not have... um, The spiritual experience of the steps. And that's what I was lacking. Um, Thank you very much for letting me share. I pass. Thanks for sharing.
0: Melissa, it's your turn. And Tina, you'll be up next.
14: Hi. Good morning, Sally. Good morning, everyone. It's Melissa Stay, a recovered, compulsive overeater in New York. And, um, you know, this effective um, spiritual experience, transformation, it's just incredible. You know, when I, when I crawled into OA again and again and again, um, you know, each time I was, I was just looking for some relief. I was just looking for really for a long time for some weight loss. Just give me a food plan. Give me some, you know, it was like, I wasn't looking to solve the whole problem. And, um, And, you know, and every time I came back in, um, life had beaten me down that much more. And, um, you know, and it was really when life had completely beaten me down and it was beyond a diet um, that I was ready to hand everything over and take that huge leap. And, um, you know, I didn't really believe in God. I didn't know what I believed in, um, but I believed I was here and I believed I was still breathing. And for a while, that was enough. And then I heard what everybody here was doing to have this. And, God, that's all I wanted. And um, and it worked. You know, it's like um, at this point in my life, after 47 years, it's like I finally feel like all of the puzzle pieces fit. They all make sense. Everything I've endured somehow um, fits together in my beautiful life. And even the pieces that don't fit are perfectly exactly as they're supposed to be. And so, you know, there's, for me, tremendous acceptance and freedom like I've never known and love like I've never known for um, for myself, for other people. Um, and Other people that look at me, you know, who don't understand the program, I know they know I've changed physically. They see it. But the people that are really close to me, they know I've changed, you know, whole. My entire being has changed. I'm a better friend, a mother, teacher, daughter, um, human being. And who would think, you know, when you come in here fat and broken, that this is the gift I got. And
0: thank you with that I'll pass. Thank you, Melissa. Tina, you're up next, and I'm going to jump on the end of this line.
6: Thanks, Sally. Tina asks, compulsive eater, anorexic from Florida. Wow, thanks, everybody. I heard some really, really great shares this morning. Exactly what I needed. And, you know, it says the great fact, a fact, the thing that is undisputable is just this, this, this specific thing. You know, effective spiritual experiences, you know, effective, successful. You know, and I heard a long time ago that, uh, you know, the longest distance was from my head to my heart. And uh, before I had uh, done the work, like it had been shared earlier, I didn't understand what that meant, you know. And then, you know, it says um, – the central fact of our life today is the absolute certainty, the firm conviction that something is the case that our Creator has entered into our hearts and in our lives in a way which is indeed miraculous. And, you know, and I heard a chair too. I get very emotional when I, when I really interpret the, these words because that has what has happened for me. You know, and it's because I did the deal. You know, I tried to sit around for a while and get it through you. That wasn't working. Uh, and then I was in enough pain to do something different. If I wanted something different, I had to do something different. And, and this has come about in my life, and it is indeed miraculous. And, you know, and and, it can t- and God continues to accomplish things for me, which I could never do for myself. You know, if I let him be in, in the driver's seat, I'm good to go on um, one day at a time. And with that, I pass. Thanks.
0: Thank you, and I'm Sally, a recovered compulsive overeater And so, Jersey. I'm going to take a turn here really quick and take a look at this paragraph again. The great fact is, and right in the middle of it, it tells us the central fact. So over and over, they're talking about what, what is the fact here? And the fact, in my experience, and that's what we're talking about here, that we've had a deep and effective spiritual experience. Someone posed the question recently to me. What is the difference between a spiritual experience and a spiritual awakening? And my, what I, when I looked at those words, spiritual experience versus spiritual awakening, I realized that I had a spiritual experience, but it was an ineffective spiritual experience for most of my life. I was like the guy on the bottom of page 93 who had a lot of knowledge about religion, but my relationship was flawed. It was ineffective. My relationship was ineffective, and my spiritual experience was ineffective until something happened. What happened was like a cascade effect. That's what's being described here in this paragraph, a threshold. In science, they talk about this cascade effect of osmosis when the salt water is standing outside the cell, and it finally breaks into the cell. And that's what happened. I reached a point, a threshold, where I was in so much pain that I had to have a revolution. And that's what you're talking about here, which have revolutionized our whole attitude, this cascade threshold effect of of my higher power where I reached a bottom that was so painful that finally I was willing to rise up and cooperate with my higher power, that I was willing to fight. Are you willing to fight? That's what a revolution is. It's when you're willing to fight. To get well once and for all, to have a new attitude. Page 72, the top talks about a new attitude toward life, toward our fellows, towards God's universe. I mean, what is the central fact? The central fact, at the very last line, he has commenced, the central fact is that I lacked power. Lack of power, that was our dilemma. He has commenced to accomplish those things for us which we could never do for ourselves. And we see here, it's the threshold that the, the culmination of my hard work, um, did I really work to get this? No. I just cooperated with God. I got handed this book. I mean, I had this book. I carried this book for years. But did I read the book? How many people are like me that have bought books and books and books but haven't read the darn thing? And that's what I did. I pulled out this book and I finally read it because it's an instruction manual. And it revolutionized my whole attitude toward life, toward people around me, toward God's universe. This paragraph is the essence of lack of power. That was our dilemma. And there is a solution put together. Thanks, Thanks for letting me share. I mean, who else would like to share on this paragraph? We've got time for a few more.
10: Virginia, Benita. Benita. Katie G.,
0: Alexis Alexis. from Boston. Karen T. T.
10: T. Karen T., T. Monica G. T. Okay, Virginia
0: I heard C. A lot of here, folks. Um, Virginia C. <laughs> Virginia C. I got you. I heard you. But I don't know if we're going to have time for all these people. I heard Katie G. I heard Monica. I heard Virginia. I heard a lot of other voices. let's go ahead and pick those three and see where we go. First, Katie G. And then Monica. Katie G. Can't hear you.
15: Hey, Sally, can you hear me? I can hear you. Go ahead.
3: Okay, perfect.
15: Sorry, let me just set my timer. Good morning, everyone. This is KDG Recovered for Today, uh, anorexic and bulimia compulsive overeater. And um, I love this idea that we've come to believe in the hopelessness and the futility of life. Um, So for me, right, I've been in the rooms for 11 years, I've been sober. whole time and food was really my final frontier and um i did the steps guys and i broke my abstinence um you know and um it's because i refuse to accept i have no power choice or control like i'm a control freak and um what happened to me is that i got into um for me there's no like bottom for like i just know that there's always another bottom like i just have to stop digging and what happens is um, I got so desperate because of me running my life on me and, um, you know, using my exercise addiction, leaving work, being dishonest, um, hating my colleagues, hating myself, hating my boyfriend, hating anybody really that came into contact with me that, you know, when my, when I finally, my bottom was like, please please, I said to my sponsor, please, please, please tell me what to do, tell me what to do, tell me what to do. And um, we went through the steps. And you guys, I I don't know that I really believe. Like all I knew was that everything, all of the, you know, whatever that I had thrown at mastering my life had failed once more and that I was miserable. I was living in the bedevilment and I wanted to die. And there was no connection with god like i was my god i have to tell you guys like whatever five months later i'm on the same job do you know what my colleagues like for the most part they want to see me at work at least they seem to um you know and i am completely aware when i'm bad mouthing them and judging them in my head you know and i know what i have to do i know i have to go back to god um And, you know, my relationship with my boyfriend, like, it's not all about me. I'm aware of my selfishness. And, you know, it's there. It's not um, completely disappeared because guess what? I'm recovered and not cured. But my ability to pause before I mouth off, my ability to pause before I get into controlling behaviors and I have integrity today. You know, like my sponsor has has showed me how to suit up, to show up um, and have integrity. And if that's not a revolution, like my death has been interrupted. My death has been interrupted. And for me, that connection with God, it is there and I have to work at it every day. It is there and I am not fighting But I am, you know, practicing entire abstinence and the steps um, because I need this. I need this revolution each and every day. And I am so doing it with you guys, all of you, uh, one day at a time. And uh, just blessed, blessed to be a part of this amazing revolution. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Katie, G, and Monica. You're up next. And Virginia, you'll be up
16: next. Good morning, Sally. Good morning, everyone. I am Monica T. from Florida, Recovered Compulsive Overeater. And I just wanted to share the central fact of our lives today is the absolute certainty that our Creator has entered into our lives and lives in a way which is indeed miraculous. And I was thinking back when I first read this with my sponsor when she was taking me through the the steps, I read this and I went, oh, I don't know about this. I made the hair stand up a little bit on my neck. What is all of this about? And I just wanted to share, you know, that's okay. If that's where you're at right now, you're new in the program and you're hearing this and it doesn't make any sense at all, it's okay. And what my experience has been is I worked through the steps. You know, I wanted what those recovered people had. I was miserable in pain and I wanted what they had. They said, do this work, and you're going to have a spiritual awakening also. You know, it's promised in step 12. Do You get to step 12, you're going to have a spiritual awakening. And when you read this sentence, you know, it, it's, it's, they're saying, we have had. You know, they've been through the process. They know what's on the other side. And today when I read this, each time I'm bringing somebody through the steps and we read this, I can say to them, you know what, today I absolutely agree with this. The central fact of my life today is that there is a God. And that he has done miraculous things for me. And the other thing that I learned was, once I got to step nine and did the bends, I had to do 10, 11, and 12. 10, continue, continue, continue doing those turnarounds you know, asking God to relieve you of fears and resentments, turning your thoughts to somebody else. And then 11, you know, and 11 has really helped grow this idea, you know, communicating to God, talking to God, and listening to God, that yes, today I can read this and go, yep, I agree with this. I never thought that would be possible, and with that I pass.
0: Thank you. Virginia, you're up. Hi, this is Virginia. Can you hear me okay? I can. Go right ahead. Okay, great.
4: Hi, this is Virginia Steve, covered Compulsive Overeater in New York. And, oh gosh, this paragraph, I love it. It just, like, makes me, like, want to sing Jump for Joy as I'm walking down Broadway this morning. I mean, it totally reflects and reminds me of my journey and and my, I, I guess, relatively short time in a way. I mean... Less than two years ago, I'd never even heard of OA, and two days later, I was on my very first meeting, and by the grace of God, my very first meeting was a vision for you, just for no other reason than that that happened to be what time I felt like calling in that day. And I thank God that I wasn't just in a place where I was willing to sort of accept this crazy program, which is what it seemed like to me. And, you know, in the beginning, I was—I knew I needed help with the food and getting rid of the craziness I had around food, and I read about, you know, all this other stuff that was going to change the rest of my life, and I was like, all right, well, yeah, I guess that'd be a, a nice little bonus, you know, as long, once the food stuffs down, this I guess would wouldn't be a bad thing to have happened, but... You know now I, what I realize, and, and and I I tell people this newcomers when I talk to them. I said, it's my it's totally flip for me. This is what the program's all about. You know, reorganizing your the way you think, the way you feel, your relationships. That is what the program is about. And now for me, it's it's the food, putting down the food. That's just the boat. You know that's you know that's second secondary. I mean, once that's down and once you're through with that, then the work begins of changing your life forever. And I you know, I can I can just tell tell you that if you're able to do that and if you're able to, you know, just work this program, it will it will change you. I I don't know how. Like I don't know exactly how it does it, but it, it does it. It it, it changes the way you think the way you feel. It's changed every relationship in my life. Um, and I'm just, I'm just so grateful to, I'm grateful that I was directed from the beginning to vision for you so that I was brought quickly into this program and just grateful that I've been so deeply affected by all of you and by, by working with steps that I pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you. And our last speaker will be Amy.
7: Amy G. Good morning, Sally. Thank you so much for your service today. Thank you, everyone. What an awesome meeting. My name is Amy G., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. I'm going to focus as well on these facts. You know, it talks about in the beginning of this actual chapter saying that we, you know, the tremendous fact is that we have discovered a solution, a common solution upon upon which we can absolutely agree. And who is this that we, this is the 100 people that had recovered that had found the solution, that have had miraculous transformations after doing the self-searching, the leveling of the pride, the confession of shortcomings, and then they then come to this deep and effective, as others have said, effective spiritual experience. And it becomes a great fact. These are from their experiences that every single one of them had recovered because of their work that they did that brought them to this spiritual experience, their willingness. And for me, my spiritual experience was not the one of like Bill's. Mine was the garden variety that evolved over time. But I will tell you, my experience was was this simple and this effective, which was there is a higher power and it's not me. No longer was I going to try to play the role of knowing what it was I needed to do. I was going to surrender. And initially because of my extreme agnosticism, This disease had beaten and pummeled me to the point that I couldn't imagine living with food or without it. But I was willing to surrender and say that I am no longer running the show. You all who had recovered, I didn't know about the whole God thing, but you all who had recovered could show me the way. It talked about that in the prior paragraph, in whom the problem uh, we are approached by those in whom the problem had been solved. I didn't know about all the rest, but I looked at you all. I had come to the end of myself, and I looked at you all. I saw that you would recovered. The fact was you all, you had recovered. You had to show me the way through these 12 steps. If I was willing to take the action, I was willing to step aside. This program is about ego reduction. That was my spiritual experience, and then over time, I was able through the steps to evolve in my spiritual awakening of what my higher power, whom I now choose to call God, would be. But all what was necessary for me was to make that first step into saying, I am no longer the God of my life. I need a power greater than myself. And on that foundation, that spiritual experience, that was effective enough for me. And then my creator was able to live in my heart and grow. And with that, I'll
0: pass. Thank you, Amy. Thank you to everyone who has shared. I would like to invite you to please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following our closing. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And I will ask Deb W., to please read A Vision for You, beginning with Our Book is Meant to be Suggestive Only.
17: Good morning. This is Deb W., Recovered Compulsive Eater in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come.